The New York Times has a new take on masks, lockdowns, and social distancing. Now that the left wants to move on from COVID, we need to all remember what happened to our freedoms. Plus, as Republicans work to expand their base, the Democrats are in disarray. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. And God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Friday. I hope you had a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with COVID and the New York Times, because the newspaper that people have stopped trusting a long time ago has apparently now seen the light. As Democrats are rushing to drop COVID restrictions in the hope of salvaging the 2022 elections, media outlets are jumping on the bandwagon too. It's just amazing that a week or so ago, COVID was still a thing. And then all of a sudden, the media and those on the left somehow declared that COVID had just disappeared. It's truly stunning to see. Throughout the last two years, the science has never changed. In fact, recent studies only echo what we were seeing from scientific research back in April and May of 2020. Now, even the New York Times is admitting the obvious. Here's the story. A senior writer at the New York Times said vaccinations, booster shots, and masks have not caused a major difference in case rates between parts of the country with different levels of COVID-19 precautions in a newsletter published this week. The newsletter compared COVID-19 case rates for Democrat and Republican areas, noting that Democrats were more likely to wear masks, get vaccinated and boosted, avoid public spaces, and shut down in-person schools over virus fears. These factors seem as if they should have caused large differences in case rates. They have not, and that they haven't offered some clarity about relative effectiveness of different COVID interventions, David Leonhardt wrote in the newsletter. I just love the quote from that guy. He says, these factors seem as if they should have caused large differences in case rates. Why? Why would those factors seem as if they should cause large differences when we knew they wouldn't? We knew the science on masks. We knew the science on lockdowns. We knew the science on social distancing. And yet, Democrats pushed the politics of control over the science of COVID and the freedom guaranteed to us in the Constitution. Here's more. Restaurants in America's most liberal cities are still seating customers at only 40% of pre-pandemic levels, while restaurants in cities like Miami, Austin, Texas, Nashville, Tennessee, and Charlotte, North Carolina have fully recovered, according to the newsletter. Nationwide, the number of official COVID cases has recently been somewhat higher in heavily Democrat areas than Republican areas, the New York Times newsletter read. There is a strong argument for continuing to remove other restrictions and returning to normal life. This is nothing new, folks. We've seen information and trends for well over a year. And what is just so bogus about all of this is that the Democrats would push these mandates and then not follow them. AOC, she sure was a big proponent of masks and lockdowns and vaccinations, but what does she do? Does she show solidarity with everyone else in New York and push through those restrictions? No, she goes on vacation in Florida where there are no restrictions. Nancy Pelosi, Gavin Newsom, Diane Feinstein, even Anthony Fauci, all were caught at events without a mask. And now, now that the elections are coming up, it's amazing how quickly COVID is just disappearing. 
It's okay. The Democrats can try and erase the disastrous effects of their COVID policies, but the American people will remember. All right, next let's talk about the fallout from those COVID policies. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next, now that the Democrats are moving beyond COVID, it's important to consider how our lives were dramatically altered over the last two years. Children were forced to wear masks with no science behind it. People were fired from their jobs for not getting vaccinated, no science behind that. And the media and big tech executed the biggest censorship campaign in the history of the country. I had videos removed, lost my ability to live stream, lost my ability to post videos. It happened to other people as well. But that is just the tip of the iceberg, and it is an iceberg that should never, ever be allowed to happen again. We are a constitutional republic, and we can't just have our rights taken away from us and our voices silenced simply because of a far-left power play. Now, recently there was a COVID thread on Twitter that went viral. In this thread, some of the results of draconian COVID policies were highlighted, as well as some of the fake news that came from the left. And I want to mention some of them here today. Here's a few examples. Take a look at this kid playing the saxophone with a mask on. It's just so dumb. And then there's this picture of an infant. How healthy do you think that is for that little child? And yet, this is what the left was pushing. It reminds me of a segment I covered where Oregon schools were making athletes wear masks while competing. Check this out. Maggie Williams just seconds away from setting the Summit School record in the 800 meter, a moment of glory overshadowed by this moment of concern. Williams finished in two minutes and eight seconds, collapsing as she crossed the finish line. I felt like I just wasn't being able to get a full breath and multiple times of that happening, not being able to get enough air, it just I just felt super dizzy and then eventually passed out. Just look at how dangerous, and yet that was the policy. Of course, those in power reacted a little bit differently to masks as shown by this guy in the silent footage. There's just example after example after example of policies and practices that make no sense. And yet, that was our reality for two years. Here's one from the NFL. Bill's Cole Beasley, unvaccinated, forced a quarantine after testing negative for COVID because he came in contact with fully vaccinated trainer who had the virus. It's just unreal. Or how about the effort by the media and the Democrats to pit person against person by making unvaccinated people feel like outcasts, people to be shunned and shamed, even though anyone can spread COVID regardless of vaccination status. Joe Biden said people vaccinated for COVID-19 do not spread the disease to anyone else. Or Biden's pick for CDC director, who said, our data from the CDC today suggests that vaccinated people do not carry the virus. It's just bogus. While she and Biden were saying that, there was plenty of research out there that said otherwise. Yet, if you talked about it, you'd be blocked or banned, full-on censored in the United States of America. But that shaming didn't stop there. 
Biden issued this statement saying, we are intent on not letting Omicron disrupt work and school for the vaccinated. You've done the right thing and we will get through this. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you will soon overwhelm. Biden's talking about now, this winter, and the Democrats are singing a different tune. And how about the New York where we had this headline? New York governor refusing to budge on vaccine mandate for nurses. You're replaceable. All of this happened, friends, and we can't forget it. We can't forget how our freedoms were trampled upon. We can't forget how the left tried to pit American against American. And we can't forget the one thing the Democrats, the media, and big tech did not do. And that was follow the science. All right, next let's talk about the changing face of the Republican Party after a word from our sponsor. I want to tell you about my friends over at World Fair. If you have a photo of your childhood home, your favorite travel spot, your hometown football stadium, whatever it is, World Fair takes that photo and turns it into a hand-drawn work of art. These sketches make great gifts, moving announcement cards, invitations, and more. So many possibilities that World Fair can do for you. And all you need is a photo. Just use the link in the description and use coupon code BOBBY13 for 10% off your next purchase. Next, let's talk about the change that has been happening with the Republican Party that has the Democrats on the verge of a meltdown. The Democrats are in disarray with leaders like Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, AOC, and others. Not a single policy issue is working for them. But what is really causing them to have problems is that their ultra-wokeness, far-left radical positions are driving away minority voters who don't want that. People of all races and religions and ethnicities want safe communities, strong families, and opportunity for all. But that's not what the Democrats have been providing. In addition, the GOP has been making huge inroads with all demographic groups, and the results make you wonder if the only thing Democrats have left is the self-aware liberal elite hipster at the local Starbucks. Here's the story. A record number of black Republicans are running for Congress this year, and the party says the trend accelerated with Donald Trump's expansion of the conservative base in his 2016 campaign for the White House. If elected, however, the black Republicans won't be invited to join the Democrat-dominated Congressional Black Caucus, members told the Washington Times. The National Republican Congressional Committee counted 81 blacks running as Republicans in 72 congressional districts this year, up from 27 in the 2020 election cycle. Can you imagine what the Democrats must be thinking? 81 candidates this cycle compared to 27 in 2020. And once elected, the so-called Congressional Black Caucus won't even let them in. But we all know that the caucus isn't about the values of the black community. It's about the far-left policies of left-wing Democrats. It's just like when the left hosts a women's march in D.C., but it excludes any woman who might be pro-life, pro-family, or conservative on any other issue. Here's more. Representative Byron Donalds of Florida, a first-term lawmaker, said more black people are running on the Republican ticket because they see more black Republicans in office, shattering a longtime stigma in black communities. Mr. Donalds said he and other black officials break the narrative that black people are duty-bound to vote for Democrats. They're seeing the awful things that Democrat policies have brought to their communities, and they're just not taking it anymore. They're looking for a new way, he said. 
And so they're turning to Republicans because we have the answers. And this change is not just happening in the black community. Hispanics are making an even stronger move to the Republican Party. We've seen it here in Texas, and the movement is growing across the country. Just this week, Miami-based Americano Media launched, and it has the Democrats freaking out because this Spanish language network will focus on stories from a conservative perspective, breaking the mold of other networks that just push a left-wing narrative. NBC News said Democrats are worried that the conservative network will spread disinformation to Hispanic voters. Apparently, a conservative network that presents a different side of the story is something that just shouldn't be allowed to exist. All I know is that if the Democrats lose Hispanics, they are done. Okay, so next, it's Friday, and we've covered the real COVID misinformation, the fallout from Americans being forced to live under mandates and lockdowns, and Democrats in disarray over changing demographics. We need to ask them, do you have a relaxed brain? I got what you call, like, I don't know, a relaxed brain. We'll start our relaxed brain Friday with Kamala Harris because she embarrassed herself and the country once again, this time with a foreign trip to Poland and a joint press conference with the Polish president. Harris was asked a direct question, but rather than being able to answer, she just cackled and motioned for the Polish president to take over. To ask you about some reporting that my colleague here in Poland noticed, he recently spoke with the mayor of the largest border town who told him that the refugee system is essentially not set up for this, that it will collapse. It's an improvised system that can work for maybe two weeks, but not indefinitely. And I'm wondering what the United States is going to do more specifically to set up a permanent infrastructure. And relatedly, is the United States willing to make a specific allocation for Ukrainian refugees? And for President Duda, I wanted to know if you think, and if you asked the United States to specifically accept more refugees. Okay. <laughs> a friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, I can first. Okay, so this time. A friend in need is a friend indeed. She has no idea what's going on. And then we have our favorite victim of fake racism, Jesse Smollett. He was sentenced on Thursday for his fake hate crime, and after receiving the news that he would pay fines and restitution and spend 150 days in jail, Smollett maintained his innocence and said that he is not suicidal, so be on guard in case anything happens to him in prison. Clear reference to Jeffrey Epstein, except for the fact that unlike Epstein, I seriously doubt that anyone cares what Smollett might have to say later. If you recall, this was the case where Democrats and entertainers jumped to Smollett's defense without having a clue as to the facts of the case. Here was Joe Biden. What happened today to Jussie Smollett must never be tolerated in this country. We must stand up and demand that we no longer give this hate safe harbor, that homophobia and racism have no place on our streets or in our hearts. We are with you, Jussie. What a goof. And how about entertainer Bette Midler, who in the midst of soaring inflation and skyrocketing gas prices, Midler tweeted this. Since the Russian invasion, the cost to produce wind energy has gone up zero dollar. Wow, I'm so glad I have my wind-powered car. I wonder if she has one too. I mean, what can you even say to that? And then we have some breaking headlines from the Babylon Bee. And since we were talking about energy, here we are with Pete Buttigieg. 
Let them drive Teslas, says Pete Buttigieg, clad in elaborate 18th century royal gown. Yep, tired of high gas prices? Buy an expensive Tesla instead. Makes a lot of sense. And how about Hillary Clinton? In an effort to show solidarity with the Ukrainian people, we have this. Hillary vows to stop importing dossiers from Russia. I just love the Babylon Bee. Hey, at least she's doing her part, right? All right, friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our next show is going to be Monday evening at the usual time, 6.30 p.m. Central. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.